Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 43 of Manage the Wilds. I'm Nick Madsen. Today's topic is one of that of social dilemma, so to speak. Talking about the effects of hunting group sizes in wolves and uh, their success rate versus moose. This study took place in the Scandinavian area, both in Sweden and Norway, on the Swedish peninsula. They tracked these wolves uh, to over 185 kills or attacks, and uh, they had a total of 142 wolves they tracked, and they were mixed in age groups, and there was, uh, looks like, 17 different wolf territories. And they looked at what effects that this played, what determinants played into their success rate. Because success rate was actually fairly high for them, between 45 and 64% between those ranges for the attacks. So between 45 and 64% of the time, they were successful in targeting moose. Ultimately, uh, there was a few things that stood out to them that were different than what they thought and other things that didn't play an effect at all. Hunting group size was actually one that they thought, the because of previous studies done, uh, African lions, uh, hyenas, African wild dogs, and even other studies with wolves in different parts of the world showed the larger the pack size, the more effective they were. And this was actually not the case in this study. Uh, as long as there was a couple of in individuals within the group, then they were effective in their success rate. Once that dropped, once it was just a, a couple of uh, individuals, whether it was a female and a couple of cubs or a male by himself, uh, they then became solitary and had a better success rate as a solitary individual, but the size of their prey dropped. They went from hunting moose to deer, and then once they were back in their groups, then they would go back and target moose. The other thing that was interesting about this uh, and I had this in my mind, is the deeper the snow, the more successful they would be. Uh, in studies up in Canada, as well as in the United States, there's been studies to show that uh, success increases with the snow depth. But the one challenge they faced in this study is the snow depth never got above 28 centimeters. And in the other studies, uh, they acknowledge that the ones where uh, snow became more of an issue for the moose. It had to be greater than 60 centimeters. So roughly 75 centimeters and it proved it to be a challenge, but this was not the case in this study. One of the things though that did turn out to um, be a, a factor or one of the main factors in their success rate was the age and sex of the individual within the group. Just like we would normally think the younger the individual within the group, the less experience they had, the less effective they were. So it took multiple years and they roughly state that uh, for the individual to have a great impact on the group, they basically had to be of breeding age. So once they hit that about year and a half to two and a half year mark, then they started to become effective. The other difference was in the mating pairs, once one of the individuals 
died or moved on, the other one would then, uh, in the female case, she would target deer, where if the female died, the male would continue to target moose. So there was a little bit of difference there. So as I was going through this, I started clicking on some of the other articles that I found super interesting, and it led me down a whole different rabbit hole. Uh, I come across a paper written back in the 80s called The Evolution of Cooperative Hunting, and it talks about why groups would form, what reasons they would form, and the individuals that could possibly make up a group or break up a group. They listed four different types, a scavenger, a solitary, a cheater, or a cooperator. A cooperator is exactly what you want to find in a group, one who's willing to work with somebody else for the benefit of the group. I often found myself uh, as that in groups when I was a, a kid, first learning how to hunt. We would go in groups, we would push different draws for deer or rabbits or whatever, and I was very much the cooperator. Uh, with my inexperiences, I wasn't able to spot some of the cheaters or the scavengers. And as I have gotten older, I've definitely come, become a little more solitary. I'm willing to go in groups, but I have to know those individuals. Because in later in life, as I've gotten more experienced, I found the cheaters and the scavengers. And it makes it a little bit frustrating. Which apparently also happens among wolves and other species. If you have a scavenger or a cheater in there, then the group ultimately will fall apart. Some of the, uh, the things for groups to work is there was two predictors for or to determine whether a group was going to work. And for cooperation to work, there was a couple of factors that had that played into it. First, the individual's benefit from hunting in a group had to outweigh that of the individual's success. So if they were targeting larger prey and there was more food to go around, then it was a benefit to that individual. Also, if they were targeting small prey and as a group they each got more of the small prey, then there was a benefit. The second thing they noticed in this study is that there was a lot of cheaters. And the larger the prey, the more dangerous the prey the less cheaters they had in the group because if they cheated too much their overall success decreased and they would either be dropped from the group or the group would disband so the larger more dangerous prey the less cheating they was the other thing that it then took me to a philosopher uh, whose name was Jean Jacques Rousseau he was also uh, a poet and he wrote a bunch of uh, music but he talked about what they call the stag hunt and it takes place in a mathematical model called game theory game theory is the ability to take a couple of players and mathematically determine the possible the possibility of it working out versus not uh, there's another game called the Hawk Dove game, but this one's called the Stag Hunt, and it's about individuals who are placed in a group who are chasing a stag or a red deer. And as this group is pushing along, a hare jumps in between them, 
and now they're mathematically determining whether it's beneficial to go after the hare or do they continue after the stag and it's also been referred to as an assurance game trust dilemma common interest game and it talks about the importance of having trust in those individuals to continue to pursue the goal of the group not that of the individual and again i go back to uh, the time when i was growing up hunting and i saw the different effects that individuals within the group played on each other it then took me to a book called the survival game how game theory explains the biology of cooperation and competition super interesting book goes way over my head but it talks about how you see all these different things playing out and how they can mathematically model whether it's going to be beneficial to be in a group or not so ultimately it's uh the hunting the hunting group size depends on the area that you're in the conditions whether it's snow conditions rain or whatever also depends on where you're in and uh the more experience you have the better you are as a hunter long-winded but it was uh very interesting for me all right you guys stay wild have a great day